You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Illuminate the bell so you don't miss any fumble content. I'm your host, Pej the Maniac. I've been recently posting some of my uh, uh, hilarious videos on uh, the YouTube channel under the Pej the Maniac playlist. Uh, but enough about that because uh, the person I have with me today uh, is a writer. Um, and, but more importantly, he's a friend of mine and family of mine. Um, I jumped on the meta FKA Facebook and I saw that, uh, he's, um, he has a script that he wrote, a horror script, uh, titled the door of no return. And it's being read, uh, when you guys are hearing this, it would have been read two days ago which would have been uh, Sunday the 21st, um, which is pretty awesome. And uh, I want to talk to him more about that. But uh, what I wanted to say before that is a little intro regarding all of his uh, upbringing. So early on, uh, EJ became very aware that he stands out. Born and raised in the non-fictional city of Kalamazoo. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Close enough. <laughs> With a black father and a white mother, his racial ambiguity puzzled most, even himself. Mixing a healthy diet of nerdy comic book, sci-fi, fantasy, video game, and anime subcultures, and you have the recipe for one perfectly confused young man. Struggling to find belonging, EJ grew to embrace his place at the intersection of his many worlds. He writes coming-of-age stories about outcasts and in-betweeners fighting to define themselves. You guys know him as EJ Tanner. Uh, I've always known him as E. We're going to go with EJ. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. This is great. Thanks, man. So uh, <laughs> it's exciting. Before we get we went on the air, you told me this was your uh, one or first or second podcast. Yeah. Um, hey, most of the most most of the guests I had on when I started this thing out. Uh, well, my first guest was my best friend Dean, who actually now lives uh, around where you guys live. Hey. But but yeah, so. Uh, I've been learning this thing every every week, man. I, I just I told myself no matter what, I'm gonna get an episode out once a week. Every Tuesday it comes out and the rest I'm gonna learn. And, hey, and on, that's the grind. That's yeah. the creative grind. That's it, man. Creative, exactly. And you gotta put your butt in the chair and do it. Exactly. I think Denzel Washington said he said, uh you can uh you can do whatever you want. Um, you don't have to do this or that. Just don't sit on your ass. Get up and do work. That's Amen. what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. So tell me about this script, The Door of No Return. All right. Well, <clears throat> where do I begin? It was a dark and stormy night 10 years ago. Just kidding. Um, 
No, this script, I really love this story. It's actually my thesis script from my um, master's program at USC. I graduated from the, what's, what's it called? Uh, John Wells Writing Division for TV and Film wow, at USC. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, great program, loved it. Met a lot of great people. Lots of great writers come, come out of there. A lot of my classmates are on doing lovely things. And this script, The Door of No Return, is actually my thesis script. It's what I used to graduate from USC. Went before a committee, got lots of notes, all that kind of stuff. And then even after that, I rewrote it a few times. And uh, yeah, it's it's near and dear to my heart. It's also... So the um, the premise... The log yeah. line. Do you know what log lines are? Tell us. So the log lines are essentially uh, the elevator pitch for your movie or TV show or creative work. Ah. What's, that what's, what, what is your story about in right. like one to three lines, one to three sentences, maybe. Got it. Got it. You know? Okay. So um, my, the log line for this movie is five black college students get trapped in a cursed slave castle off the coast of Senegal. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's out there. How did you come up with that? <laughs> Man, it's, it's crazy. So um, not going to lie. I was very inspired by get out. Um, okay. I watched Get Out. I was like, "Oh, dang, that's that's next level." I, I'm I'm not necessarily hip to like a lot of black horror stuff, yeah. But that really put it on the map for me, and I was yeah. like, "Dang, I kind of want to do something like that." And uh, you know, I was thinking about like what we what what would be an interesting story, and you know, started thinking about you know spring break trips, and not necessarily want to do like a spring break movie where it's like kind of like um road trip or like kind of just buffoonery buffoonery but um kind of mixed in this kind of road trip element or this like spring break element you're going to a foreign place fish out of water um but then uh what's it like to have black people as the stars And, and it's like okay they're going back to africa to find a connection to their to what was lost during the slave trade Mm-hmm. and um how do you how do i manifest the horrors of the slave trade in a physical being wow. and so um they they end up getting trapped uh, there's this um there's an island there's an actual island in off the coast of senegal called gore island okay. um please any senegalese people forgive me for mis any mispronunciations um but uh it's a uh, you know sonia my wife actually told me about it because she when she went to study abroad in senegal she visited it has this slave castle on the island where they would they where they held captive african folks wow uh waiting to go on to the larger ships and there's actually a doorway in the slave castle called the door of no return because when people walked through that doorway, they never came back to Africa. Wow. So that's and where you got your title. And that's where I got the title built in to the story, <laughs> right? Built into the, to the, to the set, the, the setting. 
Now you theme this horror, which I understand it from, you know, the, the horrific events that, uh, you know, this history of America has told us regarding, yeah. regarding slave trading. And, and, you know, um, we don't, we met, everybody knows that, but mm-hmm. what, what I, uh, what I'm curious to know is the elements of horror. And you said, get out was an inspiration. Now that was a great film, mm-hmm. Jordan Peele, great director. Um, but what other elements of horror other than the obvious being, um, you know, these, uh, poor souls were getting shipped to basically. Well, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, I, um, so this, because it takes like, I tried to, um, Without spoiling it, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to spoil it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know when it's ever going to be made into a movie, but whatever. Uh, it's got to manifest you, it. Manifesting <laughs> right now. Um, um, yeah, so there. I tried to make the obvious horror element. I take the obvious horror element of these, you know, wretched souls that have yeah. been trapped here. Yeah, yeah. And flip it on his head. Mm. and make them there's more depth to them than what meets the eye yeah and there's actually apparently two antagonists wow okay because there's people trapped with these formerly enslaved people or going to be enslaved people i see i so see. they're not the only ones trapped on this island when our college students get sucked into this kind of dark vortex that happens wow all right all right i dig it i dig it so um i i really look forward to this being on the screen one day yeah me too um <laughs> any producers out there listening there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of which you're it, it's being read this uh, Sunday. Or, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. Um, previous it, Sunday, it would have been two days ago. Yeah, when this last heard. Sunday because this is the future of the past <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. time travel. Therefore, time <laughs> exactly. travel. Um, yeah, uh, there's this group called First Fifteen LA, right? And they um, have every month back before the pandemic, mm-hmm. they would host a live table reading of the script they would cast actors and also get some industry professionals to come give feedback after their reading um and now it's all migrated to zoom but they're still monthly putting on the show yeah um and i was one of the lucky three people to get selected this month so how did that process go like how did you get your uh name out there to to even apply or how does what's the process man so it's open. It's an open submission. You go to the okay. website. You can anybody with a thing. I think they 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 cater towards black creators and creatives of color. Okay. Um, and to kind of you know lift, uplift uh, less heard voices in okay. the industry. Um, and um, was it a friend of mine texted me like a month ago? Yeah. A month and two months ago. Said, hey, have you heard of this thing? First fifteen LA, you might be interested. I've heard. Uh, I've heard. I have other friends who think it says it's pretty tight. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, definitely checked it out. Didn't feel like, oh, about to jump on this right now. 
um, in my orbit, I'll come back to it. Then, uh, you know, a few weeks go by, my writing partner, my part-time writing partner, tags me in a tweet about some dude bragging about how good first 15 LA experience was. And I was like, oh shoot. And he was like, anybody looking for, who has a horror movie, submit it. And I was like, well, I got a horror movie. Yeah. It's pretty good. (laughs) So I think it's, I think it's a sign. I was like, all right, let me just, let me apply. Let me see what's going on. And then, you know, they, you only, so for pilots, they require that you submit only the first 15 pages for features, which mine is feature Uh film. Um, they allow up to 20 pages. Okay. And so I, you know, cut out the first 20 pages of my script and sent it along. And a week, a week or two goes by and I get contacted by, I think it's Jamila Daniel. Okay. Um, is the person I've been corresponding with. Right. And she's like, hey, good news, my dude. We <laughs> like your stuff. Um, we would love to have it have, part, have you participate in our table read. And I was like, oh, great. I will definitely not say no to that. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel very honored and lucky that, you know, I got you know accepted. What, you know what's cool about that is uh, I, I totally believe in this. Uh, it, it was put in your, in your world, right? Like you mm-hmm. said, it, you, you hear about this place and then you, you're, you, t- you, you say, okay, that's cool. Not right now, maybe. And then you, it comes back to you, right? Because it's now in your mind. And then, like, you get a tweet from, yeah. your, from your friend. And it's, and it's just, I totally believe in, in law of attraction and and, mm-hmm. and how and you want something, you got to manifest that we talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. You, gotta, you just got to put it out there, like, say, this is what I want. Like, you know what you want. That's the hardest part anyway for a lot of people to even figure that out. Yeah. Right? So it changes. That's the that's the thing they don't tell you about is the things you want change over yeah. time. So you what you wanted when you were in high school, you don't want by the time you get into college or until your mid twenties or even your thirties, you know? Yeah. So I mean that's 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 fair. That's true. Now I like I, I think of it as uh you said change. I think of it as it it's it gets refined. Like it mm, becomes mm. you know, like your 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 ideas, you know, at, at fifteen. You know, they, they need to go through some, some, yeah. They need, <laughs> they need to go, go through, through the wash the, a little bit. Yeah, through the pressure cooker and, and see what comes up. But but it's true though. I, I, I agree. Cause I mean, I, I relate from a, from a creative standpoint, I completely relate to, um, uh, you know, wanting to like this, this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I, it was just an idea that I had. I had it in my mind for two years. I didn't mm-hmm. do anything with it. I just had the idea. I didn't have the equipment. I didn't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. And then out of all people, my cousin in Hawaii, she goes, I, I, we, she came to visit and uh, she and she had started a podcast. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, you start a podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> she was like, I was like, I've been trying to start one. She's like, so why haven't you? And then I was like, Dang. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Dang. that's it. That's it, right? <laughs> it was kind of like a wake up call because she yeah. said, she really just said, um, you're never going to have the perfect time to start. Amen. You That's gotta, the thing. You just got to go for it. And just like your script, right? And then this opportunity. Um, and I can't wait to hear uh, what the outcomes would have been. 
yeah uh from this reading uh mm-hmm. that happened two days ago <laughs> so, um, yeah uh, that's no, crazy so how I long just, is the script though in, in in total and then sorry i'll let you oh i was just gonna jump off what you were just saying about uh the time is now kind of thing yeah and like my favorite phrase recently is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the next best time is right now yeah it's all right man it's all right yeah. I mean, but oh yeah. Well, I associated with fear. I, I'll be mm-hmm. honest. Oh for yeah. Me, all it was for me was yeah, and it's fake. That's the funny part. <laughs> Talk about uh, fiction, right? It, yeah, it's, seriously. It's the, <laughs> it's the, the biggest fiction. We tell, you, we tell ourselves, you know. I think I mentioned this on a podcast maybe like six months ago or something, but there's a video ruminating out there of this baby. Um, <laughs> It, I think it's a baby in India. Um, and there's literally a cobra, right? A spitting mm-hmm. cobra in, mm-hmm. in her face. Oh. In her face. Okay. It's a baby, though. It's yeah. a baby like, you know, maybe your, your, your daughter's age. Like that young. And so... Which is nine months for the <laughs> podcast listeners. <laughs> right. Nine, nine months. I don't want to put her age out there yet. But yeah, so... <laughs> Nine months old, ba- nine month old, nine month old baby. The cobra is like, "What's up?" The baby has no idea what this thing is. It could be a rubber ducky for all she cares, right? <laughs> yeah. She literally is playing with the snake, right? Wow. But guess what? The snake does not attack. Man, it's it's just That's, it's, it's uh, mind blowing, uh, mind blowing uh, because <laughs> she hasn't learned the fiction of fear yet. So mm-hmm. she hasn't associated this lethal animal yeah. to, to fear. So it was just amazing to me. And, and they say snakes go off of fear, right? They sense mm-hmm. the fear. Mm-hmm. And when they don't, so does Freddy Krueger. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. they don't. And so they don't attack you. Neither did Freddy Krueger. So it, it's yeah. crazy to me that we, we let fear. And I guess that's what it is. I think when we're younger, mm-hmm. for, me, for me in my 20s, I, I put away music. I put away entertainment. Mm-hmm. I thought I got to live a normal life now. I know I'm getting yeah. married now and yeah. I gotta, you know, uh, I shouldn't be doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I realized after 10 years, like, uh, yeah, you're pretty miserable right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you should- Seriously, man, especially like for creative people to, uh, it's, it's hard. Like I, like before, before I had my life now, like I was working, I was also working like a desk job yeah. and uh at a marketing at the marketing department at cbs and job was great good job steady job paid well let me live in la fairly comfortably i could go home when i needed to um from michigan originally so like buy plane tickets back home go see my family if i needed to wasn't worried about rent wasn't worried about gas money uh and the people on the, I worked with were really nice, like yeah. really, like just like good people. Yeah. But the job itself wasn't the most challenging. And I was really yearning to really like take hold of this writing endeavor. And like I was writing outside of work and it, you know, it's hard. It's hard to like work a day job and then fuel your passion at night. Oh man, of course. It's hundred percent. But that passion is the fuel, right? Because mm-hmm. that passion doesn't go away. You yeah. either you either ignore it and then you suffer because you're, um, and this is my experience, but you, maybe you can relate. You ignore it and you just suffer because you're just not 
ultimately you're not happy. <laughs> you're not yeah. happy. With, with, yeah, because you're not you're not actually expressing yourself or engaging with the world in the way that feels most natural um, exactly. to you. You know, for you it's music, and for me it's writing. Like I can't, I I don't know how to process my life if I don't write about it. And yeah. like I don't I don't necessarily express my feelings that well. You know, hashtag toxic masculinity. Thanks, appreciate you. Um, but yeah, I I. I didn't grow up learning how to express myself and um, I like writing came to me when I really needed it. And it kind of just took off from there. And it's just like, Oh, I'm feeling like filled up emotionally. Where's a pen and paper? Where's a word document? Where's my notepad and my phone? Cause I need to like, there's some, I'm not understanding. I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I need to write about it. So let me ask you this. If the yeah. emotions being locked in inside you and not being able to uh, uh, vocalize it, let's say you were able to do that and you didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Do you think the passion for writing would have still been as strong or did that fuel your passion even more? Man, you know what? I don't think I don't know if if writing would have happened had I been able to express myself otherwise. To be honest, yeah, um, I haven't always wanted to be a writer. Uh-huh. It wasn't until I was faced with like an overwhelming tragedy when my best friend died in a car accident we were in, um, and I was driving, and we it was two, it was January two thousand nine. I was 19. I was returning to my second semester of undergrad and uh, my mom and my two best friends were going to drive me back to school. And it's an hour and a half away from Kalamazoo to Ann Arbor. I went to the University of Michigan undergrad. And um, while we were on the road, a snowstorm hit and the the road started getting bad. And um, I actually don't have much, I don't have any memory of the accident or much of what happened after getting on the freeway from Kalamazoo because I got a traumatic brain injury from the accident and I woke up and I like, I was, remember getting on the freeway from home and then waking up blurry vision, no glasses, neck brace around my neck, arm bandaged up. I think I still have a scar here. Oh, wow. Um, and just no memory of what happened just totally blank and uh once we were discharged from the hospital my mom told me that my best friend renee died in the accident and it was just like i'm getting i'm getting my my chest is getting hot right now because it's all so fresh um even you know 11 years later um and how old were you i was 19 and I had just turned 19 and I was just, you know, drowning in an ocean of grief for so long. And eventually I think, thankfully for my older sister, she also went to university of Michigan, graduated the year before I started. Uh, And she's like really on top of it, very careful, very caring person. And she, you know, she lined up for me to return back to school to finish my freshman year and all the classes I returned to were writing classes it was a creative writing class the standard first year English class and a independent study where I was writing essays the whole time and it was kind of that's when I was like oh 
oh, yeah. I need writing about the first time I wrote about how sad I was. Yeah. I was still sad. Yeah. Granted, I was still incredibly sad, but I was a little better equipped to deal with it or to right. face it a little bit um, and wrestle with it some more as opposed to being overwhelmed and like unable to um, recollect myself. Um, well, and so, yeah, yeah. It, since then, like that's been that's been the reason I write and everything that I do is in some way in to honor my best friend who passed away. Yeah. Well, uh, she would be proud of you right now, man. Oh man. I hope so. Yes. Yes. Um, and God rest her soul. Uh, it's tragic, but while you you were telling me that it's just, we just talked about, like law of attraction and and how things how just things connect certain things can be said certain certain actions certain stories mm-hmm. and the reason i asked how old you were you said 19 i went to through from your perspective being woken up in a hospital mm-hmm. not remembering the accident mm-hmm. and furthermore that leading you know, the tragic events of you losing your uh, best friend and then that all ultimately driving you uh, to discovering writing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and that helping you through all that. It's, um, I had ex- almost, ex- um, luckily, and I'm saying I'm, I was luckily, no one else got hurt mm-hmm. in my accident. Mm-hmm. But when I was 16 years old in Maryland, for mm-hmm. me, uh i just started driving mm-hmm. and i got in a car accident that made me wake up in uh umbc shock trauma university <laughs> of baltimore shock trauma dude i'm not i can't Dang. you can't even make this shit up because yeah. we literally had very <laughs> similar uh the, the the accident was unfortunate and then not remembering it which also we have in common I still don't remember it. My uncle thinks I was I'm I'm lying because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, no. When the brain when the brain gets scrambled that hard, there's some some things just not coming back. Yeah, yeah. My brain was uh, swollen swollen so much they had to they couldn't even take me in the EMT with the EMT. They had to chopper me to UMBC, and I was in. Uh, for reference, I was uh, in Gaithersburg area, Montgomery Village area of Maryland. Um, and Baltimore was an hour drive. So, Dang. yeah, so they, they were not going to, the hospital, the local hospital wasn't equipped to handle <laughs> what had happened. Right. So anyway, wow. uh, long story short, I, uh, I woke up, spent 10 days in rehab to be learned how to walk all of that anyway. And then from that moment forward, and I, it, I was the one that was at fault. Yours was weather related. Mine was just being stupid and young. Mm-hmm. I was racing with not even a good car <laughs> it was like not <laughs> yeah the car wasn't even all that it was just uh just a used car that you know i just wanted to i wasn't being myself let's just put it that way i was uh a 16 year old persian boy still figuring out who the hell i am uh in high school in america uh kind of just a loner for most 
most of the time there. They didn't care for high school. This happens. The trajectory of my life went completely different. To, oh yeah, in in, in in a good oh, way. Yeah. In a good way. So uh, I got I I recovered from that enough. Uh, I finished high school uh, at seventeen. My parents shipped me here, California, <laughs> and they say, "Listen, you need a reset button badly." And they sent me here, and my sister was already here, married. Uh, our age difference with my sister is under seven years, so we have a good gap between yeah. us. So she was already established in her life, but um, moving to California was the best thing that could happen to me at the time. If you asked me then, I would have told you I hated it, and I was nineteen <laughs> yeah, <course>. actually, because yeah. <laughs> all course. my <laughs> all my closest friends and and family were all in Maryland, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they say blessing in disguise, like I believe it and and Mm. everything happens for a reason. My accident had to happen for Mm. me to, to learn the hard way, of course, but I had to learn, um, Mm -hmm. that racing isn't my passion. Cars aren't even my passion. I I should (laughs) give a shit about cars. I don't care. I I hope you don't care about cars anymore. (laughs) Ironically, I didn't even care about cars then. I was just doing it because the cool kids were doing that, right? So anyway, yeah. So I was never meant to be cool. I was meant to be pursuing what I loved and music and acting and comedic writing, which uh, I haven't. Yeah, that's all new. A little bit of a funny bone too. I know, yeah. Yeah, you gotta laugh, man. You gotta learn to laugh, because otherwise you're miserable, right? Because if 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 you can't if you can't uh, make light of certain things in life, I'm not saying everything, but certain mm-hmm. things in life, um, it's therapeutic. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think um, so. Anyway, that's that's where uh, that's where it's led me to. You know, uh, I my music is still there. I, I, I mix it into my comedy now. And, and it's, it's kind of my lane, my lanes of creativity are there. Yeah, so. yeah no, I, I totally, I totally agree. And, and it, you know, it comes in many forms, the expressions, you know, not all, not all. It's like all, it's all, all the feelings are in the same soup. And, but, but, you know, sometimes you pull out a, you know, yeah. Uh, carrot or you pull out a green bean or you pull out a hunk of bee and, you, know, you know it's it's different and uh you know it's simple the 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 approach to life and what what we love to do if we ignore like all the noise that we let get in in our heads mm-hmm. i and, and i'm guilty of that i i let that happen in my 20s that's why i stopped playing right and, and yeah then, i mean it's so it's so easy. I mean, especially especially in at least in the United States, there's like there's a, a kind of like underlying pressure to like get real eventually, yeah, and um, stop pursuing creative pursuits essentially, right? Get a get a real job, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, you got to take care of business. You got to take care of your family. You got to make right. sure you have a roof over your head, make sure you're eating good enough um, and uh, taking care of your bills. But like, also like, don't just like give over your, your life. <laughs> like if you, yeah, love, no. if you have a passion for something, like keep it up. Even if it just becomes like a hobby form, like even if I never sold anything or, um, made a movie or made a TV show or made it anything. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't, I would never stop writing. 
I couldn't, I could never stop writing. You could never get me to stop writing. That's amazing, man. If you, if you're going to do your passions are what you would do for free, right? That's what, that's that's what I, that's what I always would say. And I, I wish, I wish you the best. And I, and I do see it coming up, um, big things. Uh, the last thing I guess I wanted to touch on, which is a more positive and happy, uh, Mm -hmm topic is your little cutie over there that i still haven't seen yet in person and i will oh yeah yeah come down man i know i know i gotta see her i'll probably see her after she's won but uh, <laughs> but uh man how was that dude like man it's been take a... me through the process of re- holding that baby that's yours for the man first it's uh it's it's very surreal um it, you know i personally did not put a, up a lot of effort to make sure she came into the world. <laughs> you know, I like, I hope for like two seconds at like the very beginning, <laughs> but then for the rest of the time, my lovely wife, Sonia nurtured and grew this child inside her womb. And uh, then uh, like a champion birthed this very b- darling, beautiful baby girl. Um, girl dad man you're a girl dad yeah I am I am it's crazy it's uh and it's yeah it's 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 some of some of it's hard to remember because we it's it's because I'm with her like every day I've been with her every day of her life since she's been born Mm -hmm. and uh but that first moment like the first moment it's just like it's it's i don't know it, you it i didn't i didn't used to believe in perfection yeah i i never believe that like as a concept like yeah god can be perfect but nothing else short of that is ever yeah. perfect and no human can be actually reach perfection but as soon as i saw her i was like actually i've been wrong my whole life like this baby is perfect there's nothing she could do wrong and she will i i feel like that is what i carry with me all the time whenever i think about her whenever i see her whenever she you know whenever she may be like upset or uncomfortable or whatever or maybe you know gotten into something that i should have been paying more attention and made sure she didn't get into yeah you know like it's still all it's still all part of her perfection and it's um it I, you know it is i feel like it's incumbent upon fathers and you know parents um in general to you know protect that perfection uphold that to to you know make sure she continues to shine and like move things out of the way so that she can you know grow up to be her best self that's awesome man i i one day that'll that'll be an experience i hope to oh yeah share with you it's gonna be great i can't (laughs) wait i can't wait for it to happen to y'all oh thank you man so sweet i know i know uh shada has been been knocking on the door a few Mm -hmm. times (laughs) i think i think maybe maybe 2022 we'll see hey So, hey, that's awesome. Uh, I can't wait to meet her. Like I said, uh, I want to see you guys again. It's been yeah, man, a minute. Way too long. Way too long. Way too long. Uh, and sorry that last time I didn't make the trip. But no, um, that's all good. I get it. 
But dude, uh, you got to keep me posted on this script and uh, hopefully Jordan Jordan comes to you and says, I want that. Fingers I crossed. Need, I need that. I need hopefully. that. Hopefully. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. So uh, for people, uh, is it, it's only on Zoom, huh? It's only on Zoom. Um, you have to re- you have to RSVP because there's limited space. Um, yeah. if you well, they're already out- late. They're already late. Because- they're already late. It's too late. Yeah. Yeah, can't see it anymore <laughs> losers what took you so long you guys took so long to hustle. listen to this podcast no yeah yeah Jeez. no but i hope it's a it's it's a lot of people in uh that are there present and um uh in all seriousness we're shooting this on a wednesday before that sunday mm-hmm. and uh you got to let me know how it goes. I um, will. I will. Um, for any, anybody out there listening, if you're interested, follow me at EJ the writer on Twitter or Instagram. Um, uh, holla at your boy. I love talking about anime. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I'm just kind of rambling. No, right I now. love it. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> shout out to my family. Uh, shout out to all my friends back in Kalamazoo. Hey. Uh, hey, uh, we out here. Hold uh, up. Kalamazoo, where is that in relation to like a Detroit or? A- okay, so I'm going to hold up my hand because this is the state of Michigan. The yeah, yeah. Peninsula, right? So yeah. Detroit is over here. Uh-huh. Over here is Canada, right? Yeah. In this imaginary zone. <laughs> Detroit's here. Kalamazoo is over here. Okay. So like in Lake Michigan is like. Got it. It's and like 30 so, minutes from Lake Michigan. 30 minutes from Mich- Lake Michigan. How long to Detroit? It's like two hours to Detroit, two and a half hours to Chicago. Hey, all right. Kind of central in a way. Yeah, uh, it's like right in the middle right there. Yeah. That's cool, man. Kalamazoo. I don't have any other friends born there, so yeah. A lot of people think this is a fictional place. It is not, because uh, this also, man came out of there. I came from there. There's also surprisingly a large amount of black people there too, which a lot of people don't know. I think it's very surprising. But uh, okay. shout out to all my inwards in, in Kalamazoo. Um, <laughs> try to keep it PC for your listeners. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah, all good, man. Hey, hey. no, that's cool. Um, uh, shout out to Kalamazoo. Shout out to Maryland. Maryland. Um, for me, where all my all my people out there. Shout out to Cali up, up and down the coast. Coast, yeah, Cali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're repping it. But um, EJ, I appreciate you coming yes. on. Thank you. For yeah, man. asking me to come on. This is yes. delightful. And and when you hear the good news about that script. We're getting you back on here to yes, talk about yes, it. Yes, follow up. I have to have a follow up episode. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. We will, man. Manifest this has it. been Fumble Podcast episode 38. That was my man, EJ, the writer. Um, and uh, make sure you subscribe to my channel, Fumble Podcast. Hit that bell. Uh, follow me, uh, Pesh the Maniac, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram for all my charades on there. Uh, I will catch you on the next episode.